And it was completely unnecessary for him to pull out all of his teeth. And he enjoyed it. He, he was did. itching. He wanted those abominable teeth. But like, He's that's like, also, I want to be a dentist. Is that not the same as like fucking declawing your cat? Oh my. It's so oh. fucked up. It's so it's fucked up. It's so fucked up. He oh. declawed the abominable snowman. And, and he enjoyed it. You know he was like relishing pulling out that poor Bumble's teeth. Also, the worst part of it is that like, okay, so like we're having this whole conversation about Hermie and I would love to have every conversation about Hermie, the little gay elf from the Island of Misfit Toys. But no one is ever, ever gonna have this type of conversation about Rudolph. And that's because sidekicks are more interesting. Hi, welcome to the mini-sode. We'll be talking about sidekicks. Sidekicks, the lesser known, lesser loved, but oh, so much more interesting bits of media. So interesting, in fact, that they have more or less about a gazillion sub-tropes. Yeah, so what we're gonna do, I I have the sidekick list on TV Tropes open, and I have sorted all of the subtypes into a list um, of 50. 57 subtypes uh and annalee is gonna roll a die and we're gonna just talk about a few (laughs) can i say i am so excited for this mini-sode i've got about a million hard opinions and my first one will be specifically for number 34 number 34 that's platonic life partners (laughs) Uh Uh (laughs) whoopsie all right right off the bat us (laughs) it's true god sherlock holmes and john watson dale cooper and and harry truman yes okay 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 platonic life partners so okay so basically when two characters have been friends for a long time share a closeness like that of a married couple occasionally there are individuals who assume the duo are married or dating or try and set them up however the duo is perfectly happy just being friends and lack lack of sexual attraction is mutual yes okay okay and here's the thing here's the thing i am curious to hear your thoughts on uh sherlock holmes and john watson okay so first of all i do think they're gay for each other However, they're always portrayed just as platonic life partners. Here's the thing, though. I think that in the... It depends on the iteration. That's very fair. I think I think that in the novels, they are, uh, they're absolutely gay for each other. Yeah! In the TV show, uh, they have that scene of Irene and John talking. Oh my god. He's just like, I'm not actually gay. And she's like, well, I am. And yeah. it's like, that's interesting how there there is like one exception. But otherwise, I like seeing Sherlock Holmes as an ace character. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But romantically gay, you know? I, so. I'm 100% with you there mm-hmm, i mm-hmm, i'm in that mm-hmm. same boat and the same as the, the other thing i referenced was um dale cooper and harry truman in in twin peaks where in the show they are very not together however mm-hmm. come on come on come on but i think yeah. dale cooper is also in that category of like that man is romantically a big old gay boy but I don't think he wants to bone down. I don't think yeah. that's his M.O. Yeah. I think yeah. he's tried it out of professional curiosity. Like, I think he's, like, done the done the thing and then finished up and was like, Diane, I don't think that's for me. Right. right. He's tried it. He's given it a shot. But he's just, he's just happy to, yeah. he's just happy to vibe. Yeah. But also. He's, but Harry mm-hmm. Truman, on the other hand, Harry Truman, 
fucks. Also, speaking of people who fuck but have platonic life partners, mm-hmm. uh, the Doctor and Donna Noble. Yes. I mean, like, if they were allowed to continue to be... They would have been Doctor and Companion until the end of time. Nope joke they're intended they play off each other so well it's so good so well. and they're platonic but like that's they yeah they're not gonna do anything more than that and that's exactly where they need to be like that's what they need and it's even like when she goes with the doctor that's what he says is like i just want a mate um yeah. just i need someone yeah. to be with yeah. me and call me on my shit and have fun times with me and yeah. So platonic life partner is God, I love it so much. I love it so much because I love I, I think that I think that platonic relationships are underexplored I agree. sometimes in media. And yet and yet oftentimes uh it's a thin line because on the one hand, platonic relationships are underexplored. On the other hand, yep. a lot of gay relationships are portrayed as mm-hmm. they were just friends. Yeah. Just gals being pals. And there is, there is like, technically a nuance to this of, like, there's platonic life partners, and then there's another trope called heterosexual life partners that's usually, like, two men, two women, right? Like that. However, mm-hmm. I feel like it can all just be thrown under the same umbrella. Yeah, it's, it, that's the line. Is like, there is not enough men and women just being cool friends, and there yeah. is too much clearly gay individuals just yeah. being cool friends yeah oh uh one of the one of the things that i i include in this a little bit is um in bojack horseman Mm. uh diane and bojack are just are just good friends they give it a shot one point uh they're not life partners but or or like even bojack and mr peanut butter bojack and uh and todd live together Mm -hmm. bojack and todd live together todd is canonically ace bojack does his own thing and yet they're kind of inseparable right yeah 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 100%. 100%. It's great. Speaking of which, Todd, one of the one of the few actual like ace representations yes. in, in uh TV, which is pretty exciting. Yes. One of one of my favorite examples of this trip. And this is such like a mainstream example, but like mm-hmm. is Liz Lemon and Jack Donaghy on 30 Rock? Yes. Yes, I, yes. They are one of my favorite versions of this because they directly in the show talk about like they're the will they won't they where it's very clearly they won't however we're gonna keep talking about it and joking about it and like they don't even have like they don't even ever like romantically kiss on accident they kiss once that i can remember and it's to to cover something up like uh jack kisses his mother-in-law at an event and then like liz is just like that's how he says goodbye to all of his friends and then they have to like it right it's one of those where it's like yep 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 yep, it's so so good yes like and there's sorry i'm gonna keep talking for a second there's a a quote from that uh show where so the the, do you want you watch 30 rock yes uh i've seen a few episodes okay i'm not an avid follower the um the hr guy's name is mr wiener slave um Mm -hmm. but anyway he uh, Jack and Liz accidentally get married one time and he has to take them to marriage counseling because technically he's her boss, right? They're just trying to like get a divorce, but it's, it's difficult because it's a television show. Um, and he, and I think his like quote here is like the best defining thing for like platonic life partners is, have you spent time with each other's families? Have you attended special events together, such as class reunions, birthday or holiday celebrations, weddings or extended car trips? Are you each other's emergency contact? Do you ever drink together at work, perhaps while summarizing what you've learned over the day or week? Have you ever shared intimate details of your fears, hopes, and 
dreams, both personal and professional? Is this the longest and perhaps most meaningful relationship of your life? Do you often find yourself sing thinking the same thing and then saying it at the exact same time? <laughs> and they both turn to each other and they're like, I have to tell you something. <laughs> but I think, like, that quote very much summarizes just, like, yeah, you're each other's person, but not like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of, of each other's person, there are many, many, many more. Hit me with another number. All right, we've got da, 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 number 57. Ooh, uh, this is the, the this is the yes man. Oh, the yes this man. This is the yes man. Oh, uh, a great yes assistant man. provides their boss with the things they need to do their job. This can mean an organized schedule, up-to-date research, fielding calls, or taking on the small tasks. For some assistants, it means flattering and generally blowing smoke up the posterior areas of their superior. This domain, this is the domain of the yes man. Yeah, so, I mean, LeFou would, would definitely oh, be the beast come under this one mm -hmm. Wormtail would go under this one uh which is kind of an interesting thing to be like he's the yes man wiggins in pocahontas yes yeah all of these all of these kind of like sniveling follower types mm -hmm. which which is interesting because you also see it a lot in corporate america oh got him got him get him <laughs> get him annalee going for the throat there are just people who are just like why yes boss yes boss of course boss and i'm like well that's fine mm -hmm. we're all dying here let's not pretend there's one of these sorry this is a weird reference but there's one of these guys in um coneheads Ooh. did you ever watch coneheads no i was forced to watch Coneheads with my family and basically there's this dude who like works for a detective and like with this detective he is the yes sir anything sir you've told me like of course, mm -hmm. sir, you're much better than this, sir. There's no reason they should be making you do this, sir, right? And then anytime someone wants to, like, bring, like, a piece of evidence to the detective, he's like, he's having a bad day. Let me give it to him so you don't get the flag. Sir, I found something you might be interested in, right? And oh. so they eventually get, like, taken by, like, aliens, right? They go to, like, Remulac. Mm -hmm. And literally on this alien planet where he's about to get, like, his boss is about to get murdered, he, like, goes up to, like, the head alien and he's like, these people do not know how to handle things around here. Let me do it for you. I found something you might, and just immediately starts yes-manning, like, the king of all these aliens in the exact <sighs> same way and just, like, gets in, mm -hmm. it's, I love him. Mm -hmm. They're always the ones who survive. They're always the ones who make it to the end. They're always the ones who can cozy up to the people in charge. This is why I play lawful evil clerics. Oh. In D and D, because you can't get rid of me. You need me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You haven't got another healer. I kind of like that. Grown attached to the yesman, mm -hmm. the big bad evil person, kind of grows attached to the yesman who follows them around. Yeah. You know? Being like, I don't need anybody, I'm fine. And then being like, well, I guess you can come along if you want. You don't have to, but, you know, come along, it's fine. You don't have to, but, like, yep. I, I wish you would. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Having a bit of a heart for the person who you thought was just annoying, but it's, like, begrudging liking. Who else would follow you to the ends of the earth? Exactly. 
Next is number 16. We're keeping we're keeping this moving. Number 16 is the damsel in distress. Oh, 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 oh. I've literally written articles on this trope. So I'm just going to give rain- it to me. Well, I'm going to rein it in a little bit. Damsel in distress, I've usually kind of approached from the the perspective of like objectification of women mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, I've done a lot of research recently into the extreme of damsel in distress, which is the dead damsel, like full objectification of women. Fridged wife, baby. Oh, Oh yeah. Oh yes. It's very it's very very common in media. But we're going to we're going to rein that all in, put it in a little box, and we're going to say damsel in distress as a sidekick. I mean Zelda in in, in Zelda very much is this. Is damsel in distress, but she becomes kind of more mm-hmm. in later games. She gains agency a little bit later. There yep. will usually be, especially in video games, like a level or two that they'll toss to the damsel in distress where yep. she comes along and is usually a healer or a little bit more competent than you. Or magic. Or ma- always The girls magic. always be out here doing magic. Always be out here doing magic. Doing like, usually like support magic, buffing yep. magic. Or usually your girl partner will be kidnapped. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, Wendy from Peter Pan. She is sidekick and damsel in distress. So is, I would argue, Tinkerbell. Yes, yes, yes. She becomes the damsel in distress sidekick mm-hmm. when she is kidnapped by Hook. Kida from Atlantis is also this, where like she is a fully competent, realized character. Oh, yeah. However, she does go whoop into a big crystal. She, and that's like a pretty common thing that happens is they'll establish the women long enough to be competent and yeah. like interesting enough for the protagonist to fall in love with them and then they whisk them off to and some then they sort go of... whoop into a big crystal they go whoop into a big crystal have you heard of <laughs> king arthur <laughs> <laughs> yes but i want to hear more so the sexiest book i've ever this is not a jo- i'm not doing a bit mm-hmm. if you want to be horned out of your mind Please read Night of the Cart by Chrétien de Troyes. Mm-hmm. It is Lancelot's origin story, or like mm-hmm. rather how he like joined King Arthur's court. And um, in it, this dude Meliagon shows up to King Arthur's court and is like, fight me and I le- fight me. And if I win, I'll take your wife. And if not, then you can keep your wife. And Arthur's like, what? <laughs> I don't fucking think I'll do that. Thanks. What if I just don't and then I keep my wife? And you leave. And, and then Kay, the Senshal, who's a bitch and who I hate, mm-hmm. thinks to himself, oh, it's dishonorable to turn this down. Wouldn't someone be a big hero if they did fight this man for Guinevere? And so he, like, takes Guinevere in the woods and then Meliagon kidnaps her because, you know, fuck yep. you, I yep, guess. Yep, 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 yep. And then um, Sir Gawain has to go after her and then obviously Lancelot goes after her of his own accord and then eventually, you know, becomes part of the court. It's very, oh boy, Lancelot. But... <laughs> The whole bit in this is, like, she is implied to be so fully competent, but only participates enough to just be, like, a nuisance. And and, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, like, the real, like, thing that, like, gets under your skin about this trope. Yeah. Jasmine 
from uh, Aladdin. Oh, She's yeah. shown to be fully competent, very regal, very independent. She gets kidnapped. Pirates of the Caribbean. I feel like I feel like we I feel like we gotta move to the next one because I could spend so long on Damsel in Distress. Yeah, Damsel might be its own mini so Yeah. The subversions, the implications, like the varying degrees of Damsel in Distress could have a whole thing. So yeah. we're gonna move on to number eleven. Uh, number eleven is the confidant. The sidekick who is the only person the hero confides in. Oh, interesting. So I'm thinking right away, this might be a little bit also Yes Man, but Mm. Floop and Minion from Spy Kids. Oh my god. Yep. I mean, yeah. Because, well, I mean, and so this is a bit, like, a bit further along that in that, like, uh, Minion is a little bit manipulative and mm-hmm. doing his own thing but Floop is the one who's just like oh, my show needs something and I don't know what it is and Minion's just like I'm here I'm listening don't you fret none mm-hmm. you know? this is why Igor Igor exists in Frankenstein oh, adaptations yes. Frankenstein he, needs Victor needs someone to just like talk to yeah somebody to have I mean a little yeah. bit Doofenshmirtz and Perry I'm, they're not oh, like 100% really, but he gets to tell his whole spiel to and feels kind of lost when yep. when when they're not together speaking of platonic life partners um a lot of these a lot of these have lovely overlap we're moving to the next one 26 go uh 26 is the lancer okay so the lancer this is part of like the five-man band thing so like you know how like you have your your set of five heroes you have um your leader your lancer big guy smart guy and the chick right that's like the five-man band usually oh yeah yeah um so your lancer is your hero's primary foil oh Um, interesting so you're the han solo to your luke skywalker right right so like still on the same team still good friends Mm -hmm. but they're opposite Mm -hmm. this is um uh k is this to king arthur a lot of the times um Lancelot is this to King Arthur Lance the Lancer it's a whole thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um uh, anyway <laughs> Hamlet and Horatio again speaking of uh platonic life partners oh yeah Spock and Kirk oh yes 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 there's always like a little bit of like a twinge of the hero and then like a little bit more of the bad person exactly no that's why it's the it's the that's usually your foil to your to your leader in a, in a five-man band. Yes, 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 Um, yes. Mercutio to Romeo is this. Uh, we're going on to number 46. Uh, number 46 is going to be the squire, the sidekick to a knight. Oh. Oh, yeah, baby. This yes. is the King Arthur episode. Gosh. Hey, baby. This also is another, uh, a Star Wars thing. Uh, you have your Padawans to your, to your, um, to your Jedi Masters, and you have your Sith apprentices to the Sith Lords. Yes, 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 yes. Um, um w- one one thing that I that I immediately think of is uh, in A Knight's Tale with the mm. lead of Heath Ledger. There's like his his two kind of friend slash squire people who follow him around usually play like comedic right. uh, side characters there is for some reason i think immediately of a very small bit scene in um over the garden wall where they're mm. just like uh this is the 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 page boy and like the man and he just tugs him <laughs> on a rope or something like that yeah you know yeah, what i'm yeah. talking about in in the, I do. in the dark lantern tales from the dark lantern he's just like pulls like child on a rope. Um, I know that this doesn't count, but Turkey Boy from A Christmas Carol. 
Honestly, though, I bet Turkey Boy would be a great squire. Oh, he'd be a kick-ass squire. We love Roll squire. that die. Also, oh, 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 um, um, oh, God. I know you haven't seen mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't even, I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. Well, there is this, there is this character named Podrick, and he is a sweet Podrick? Podrick. His name is Podrick, and he's the sweetest, no, best, most not. competent squire, loyal as hell. I love him more than life itself. His and he, name can't be Podrick. He, he canonically fucks. He canonically fucks real well. All squires canonically fuck, oh, unless they're children. Unless they're children. Are you saying that Smee does not fuck? Oh, Smee absolutely fucks. Speaking of fucks, 39. I hope this turns out well. Well, uh, it's actually rude hero nice sidekick. So oh, it does work. Man. You know something that fucks is this. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, John Sims? Yeah. Yeah. Although, although fucking Martin is mean as shit. Oh, yeah. No, but that's the thing. Like, Martin is not, like, it's not- He's the rude hero. I was- I just want to say. It's not mean and nice. It's polite and rude. And that's Martin fair. is very polite, polite. And John Sims is very rude. And, is very rude. And even though, even though I think, like, in actual practice, uh, Jonathan Sims is way nicer than Martin, who's got a lot of, like, dark meanness to oh, him. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of shit going on there Uh, he's got some stuff to work through oh yes um this also in a really weird example of this do you remember the sam and cat show yes 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 sam and cat are this yes oh yes 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 they love this is such a classic a classic bit full metal alchemist alphonse and edward uh again sherlock and john again sherlock and john in sky high it's very it's usually implied that like you have a hero who kind of sucks and then like your sidekick who's like "Eh." always like the person who is driven towards a goal and then the Mm -hmm. sidekick who can be like hey um i'm sorry for my friend being a dick but you need them so so like shrek and donkey oh my god oh my god you're right you are right Shrek and Donkey. Oh, and, 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 and speaking of Shrek and Donkey, perhaps, I'm not sure, 29? Oh yeah, let's hit 29. Uh, 29 is non-human sidekick. So So there's a couple examples of this. Literally Shrek and Donkey. Literally Shrek. Oh, God's on my side. So, fairy companion, gratuitous animal sidekick, robot buddy, snarky non-human sidekick, talking appliance sidekick, virtual sidekick. Oh, Yes. Yes. So we have in order Tinkerbell. Oh yeah. Donkey and Mushu. Jarvis. Uh virtual Karen. Uh from from Spider-Man. Hit me with one more number and we'll close out. All right. Let's let's round out with um my personal favorite number 7. I don't actually know if it's my personal Are favorite. Are you lock in that this is your personal favorite? <laughs> this is my personal favorite. The caretaker. Oh. A sidekick who dedicates themselves to taking care of someone else, Martin, Samwise, Ganji. Annalie, would you like to take the lead? No! Oh my god. Could be a parent, spouse, sibling, god. your Ophelia, your squishy wizard. God. Go on and tell us about this one. So I have a very specific pet peeve because 
Because, okay, so you know Samwise Ganji, the sweetest, best person in- Most important. Most, but that's the thing. It's it's always, it's always the specialist special boy, uh, and then their emotional support person. So that's like John Sims. Frodo. And Frodo, exactly, exactly. So, so- Boy with cool eyes, and then boy who doesn't have cool eyes. Exactly. Who, who just trails along and has to be like the squishiest, most self-sacrificing, like lighting themselves on fire for the good of the group person and ronald weasley like like literally grover these people who nobody cares about who they are they just care about what they do for the main character which is just a glorification of the manic pixie dream girl trope but for fantasy for adventure it bothers me so much that these characters are reduced to their chronic morbid selflessness and i don't like it because i find it deeply insulting that people are like i only give a shit about you in relation to what you do for me i'm like no 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 i have a special uh indignance towards the treatment of these characters um for instance in the lord of the ring movies in the books samwise ganji becomes a ring bearer at some point yes he does he thinks that frodo is dead he grabs the ring and is like i'm so sad that my friend is dead i'm gonna go off and finish this quest myself he becomes a ring bearer it's one of the reasons why he can move on on the magic elf ship at the Mm -hmm. end because he was a ring bearer and they cut that out of the movie because they need him to be nothing so that frodo can be something but in the end it is his mercy for smeagol that saves the day and in the end frodo can't toss the ring into the into the volcano he can't toss the ring into mount doom because he's nothing and samwise ganji is everything in the end sorry i've just got so many feelings about this it's a very important trope yeah that is important it's so good and when it gets subverted last minute i just i just love it when nobody is actually that special yeah like wrinkle in time oh yeah you're right wrinkle in time special 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 boy special boy is nothing exactly and i remember special boy is nothing your sister fuck you sister was something because she's normal i remember reading that as a kid and getting so frustrated because i'm just like why is he just the specialist special boy i would be so jealous if i was um but then it ends up it ends up like getting subverted at the end you know yeah she she is and it's also inversely for example like the doctor who quote of like 900 years of time and space and i've never met someone who's not important like it's not that everyone's unimportant it's just like everyone's just like got their own shit exactly exactly i just have a i just have a a visceral dislike for the specialist special boy which is why i like doctor who and the the fact that you're like the doctor the doctor the Mm. doctor but in the end, it is the companions that do it. Oh, It yes. really is. He whips out all his special boy tricks. And look, it's very important in some of these scenarios that he was there. Okay? I'm not going to be like, the doctor doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it is having human companions with him that makes things happen. And they're yep. not special. They're just people. Yep. But they are. Yes. And that's why I hate Clara. Yeah, because she's like the specialist. She's special. Because special, she's, I don't want people who are special. I don't. I want Rose Tyler shop girl yep. to just. I want Rose Tyler. I want Martha. I want Donna. I want people yep. who are just mundane who end up 
being so remarkable. Exactly. I want to feel like I could run with a doctor and have a good time, you know? Yes. And speaking of running with people and having a good time, I hope <laughs> that you enjoyed sprinting along to this rapid fire uh, uh, tropes round. That was the sidekick. That was the sidekick trope going into subtropes. Um, we, we're going to try and do more of these mini-sos and even like movie episodes um, and that we're going to release during the off weeks. Mm-hmm. So if you have a trope that you think is particularly dense, like the sidekick trope, obviously we didn't get to every single variant, mm-hmm. um, email it to us at genreblindpodcast at gmail.com or send it to our Instagram also at genreblindpodcast. Um, or if you have a particular like movie that you want us to watch and just fucking and just every apart. trope oh, every yes. trope in that motherfucker take it out uh we're, we're gonna start doing those for for the off weeks we are still taking movie suggestions so if you truly have a movie dm us email us let us know uh so that's gonna conclude this episode now back to the island of misfit toys i'd like to talk about the toy taker <laughs>